This is Mai, the Cosmic Nomad, and welcome to the Acetone Podcast. Hey guys, today I'm talking to Mo, a spiritualist, a creative weirdo. So how did you get into spirituality? Hi, hi uh, everybody. Um, my name is Mo. Well, um, if we go back in time, um, it's been almost um, 20 years. The first time that I felt that I have to, you know, actually leave that old paradigm or that old thinking of uh, religion and and then um, all the other organized systems such as religion and culture and all that. And I think it's been around two decades now, but mostly the last 16, 17 years, I'll say. Yeah. So prior to that, how did you view the world in a sense? Well, the way I used to view the world prior to that, it was, you know, mostly how religious people were looking into life in general according to their beliefs and um i was just a normal guy that used to look at life the same as any other religious person in this world um not that i'm saying that i'm not religious right now um even though i'm not religious but at the same time some of my values come comes from religion still um but at that time it was a little bit different because if you remember we were at the world at that time we were the time of the um um, the 9-11 um, era, and a lot of things were changing back then, and a lot of people were searching for, for you know, the true purpose of their life, whether it was um, in religion or in spirituality or in any other dimension, right? Yeah. So it was around that time, yeah. So that climate allowed a lot of people, including yourself, to start changing your or at least start shifting your paradigm or the way you view traditional organized religions. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Because I think that was the milestone for a lot of people in, in the world, especially um, at the time I was living in, in Canada. So yeah, I think I was, uh, yeah, even that in all my life, I was a very skeptical and curious about life in general and everything else in life. I'm still still to stay. Uh, but that moment actually was the moment that changed me and a lot of other people that I can remember. It seems like it was yesterday, but at the same time, um, it changed my view in, in, in a, lot of, you know, a lot of ways in life. Yeah. Was there a negative experience or was it a positive experience that changed you? Was it, or was it just that whole atmosphere back then in the early 2000s? I wouldn't say it was negative or it was positive. It was more about knowing who I am and where I stand in this life or in this world itself and, and what I've been brought up as a, as a child in you know in the past whether it was culture religion beliefs indoctrination you name it i mean the whole thing even schooling system education system everything i mean everything 
uh, that everybody else was asking at that moment. It's the same way that today a lot of people are asking so many questions about, you know, this virus called the coronavirus or COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, a lot of people, they were reawakening at that time also. Um, and I'm hoping the same thing will happen for a lot of people today. And they will actually wake up from that long sleep or that non-awakening they, they were in for, for, for so many eons or maybe decades or, you know. So, so yeah, you... for me at that time was different. And I was, yeah, that's, that, that, that was one of the moments that actually I started asking questions about, you know, all religions and all faith-based systems and everything else in life in general. Yeah. So do you feel that today, this current situation that we're in allows people either to have the time to think and process things a lot more rather than prior to that making excuses that I, I don't have the time I'm too stressed etc cetera, etc cetera. and now they have the time to go inward I think this moment in time that we're in so-called the quote-unquote the uh, coronavirus world or COVID-19 whatever they call it it's the perfect moment because back then remember we were in, in in a lockdown situation, right? Yeah. Going up, uh, we weren't doing lineups for food and groceries or me- medicine or anything else. But today, we're living something different. We're, we're living, uh, it's like one of those movies, those about collective movies that we all grew up in the 90s and early 2000s, right? That yeah. people were lining up for everything, you know? And food has to be rationed and everything else. So... Uh, this moment in time is, is totally different, which is a lot of a lot of souls who were asleep for a long time will, I hope eventually they will wake up from, uh, from this. So yeah, this will be the perfect uh, consciousness uh, to be reawakened or the human self to be reawakened again, you know, um, because I don't know how long a lot of people will have after this to wake up from from you know from the type of uh you know dreamish i'll I'll use the word dream state that they were living that they were living in or quote unquote the matrix you know Mm -hmm. which is similar to you know other um you know fake dream or whatever but i hope yeah a lot of people will wake up from that so do you think that there's always a positive to these scenarios and these things that happen in the world. At least this is unprecedented and there is a lot of negative with people getting sick and dying. But then do you feel that there's an also positive to this whole situation? Um, well, like I said earlier, it, if you look at it into one, um, angle or one vantage point you can say it's advantage it has advantages at the same time it has a lot of disadvantages because a lot of a lot of people are actually dying for 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 fear and and panic which is which got nothing to do with um, so-called coronavirus right mm-hmm. because to me in the way I see it this was already staged right everything that we're seeing today since March the 11th, which was uh, the, you know, 
Uh, at that time, that's when they officially, most governments in the world says they, there's a epidemic virus that's going on all across the board, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from that from that day till today, it's over a month, right? Yeah. So to me, I don't think what we're dealing, it's a real epidemic, we're just dealing with some other stuff. Um, and one of the things that really matters to a lot of people, including me, it's um, those lives that have been lost. And um, yeah, so in that sense, I'll say that's the disadvantage side. But in the advantage side, if you look at it, of course, a lot of people are reawakening. A lot of people are, you know, thinking with their right mind and asking a lot of questions. And that's a good thing because that's the only way you can you can process a lot of different ideas and thoughts, right? So, yeah. So right now, currently, you're not you're no longer in Canada. How do people in the rest of the world view this? this uh, whole pandemic or situation because you're you're technically not in a western country per se so how do how do people out there view the current situation what's their viewpoint on that yeah you're right well you're right because luckily i'm not anywhere in the western countries whether it's in europe or 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 in north america right now i'm in in africa so well I think one of the things that these virologists were talking about the last couple of weeks, they were saying that this virus will will go down when it hits uh, summertime in, in the Western Hemisphere uh, due to the uh, heat and, and humidity. So we, we're already experiencing that here in Africa since January, right? So, so that's a good thing. And the second thing is that I think this is the only spot in the world that has the lowest numbers according to the the CDC and uh, WHO. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I asked, I talked to a lot of people. I, I actually socialize a lot, and I've been asking a lot of questions to this issue called the coronavirus. Um, I don't. I mean, the same thing I was just saying earlier. A lot of people are waking up. So, so, so with Africans, a lot of Africans are just waking up and realizing that this was just staged, was fake virus and um yeah which is a good thing because at least this was part of the world that a lot of different uh you know empires came to get what they need and leave and rob them naked you know but so finally they finding out that this was the last the last thing that they will ever see from the west or anybody else you know even we can't blame the west but what i'm saying basically anyone who just want to destroy the human life on this planet Right. So, so do you feel? Do you feel? Yeah, this people thing don't seem overblown? to be care because there's no. Yeah, because you have to understand, there's no lockdowns here. There's no, um, and you know, governments banning, you know, banning everything. There's curfews. You know, people just doing their own thing that they were doing a few weeks ago. Life's just normal as it is a couple of days ago before so-called coronavirus came in. Right. So the way. So I haven't seen any difference, but. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah, what are you saying? No, I was saying the way it looks is it is a highly infectious thing, but it seems like majority of cases are people that are asymptomatic, meaning they'll catch it. Everybody will catch it, and you can't stop catching it. But the thing is, most people won't have symptoms at all. 
And even if they spread it, it seems like those people majority, unless you're immune compromised or you're old, you're of old age, or you have any other underlying things of obesity or cardiovascular, you name it, then that's more of a risk for you. So it seems like it's highly infectious, but yeah. the numbers are very low. It's less than 1%. And this is the media talking about this, saying this, and other people. Yeah. So it, it seems like it's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Vic. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right in, in, in that sense. But the way, in my own take, in this situation itself, I do not rely on the media, especially so-called the um, actual media that whether you call social media nowadays um, or the um, the old media that we all grow up with, you know, TV and newspapers and so on and so forth and radio, um, because it seems like media it's what it's basically it's just what what's creating all this issue to begin with. It seems like when you don't listen to in media nowadays, especially in, on, this case, on this topic called the coronavirus, you're more freer than a person who's always watching the news on their TV set or listening to the radio or, or reading a newspaper, right? Mm -hmm. Because the other day I was just reading you know, uh, 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 this uh, blogger was just saying that um, the name COVID or coronavirus um, actually want to borrow in, in anywhere like on, on the internet that means it's a name or it's a it's a name that everybody's using today right mm -hmm. so so basically this name the last 30 days it's been all over the world like in any language right they said there's over 5,000 different languages on this planet and every language every person that speaks that language right mm -hmm. I use that word and even when they're doing the search in the Google or Bing or whatever, that came up like 98% of the time. The word that they were searching was COVID-19 and, uh, and, and coronavirus. So that tells you it's a well-known name all around the world and it became so popular. So so that's what I'm saying because at the end of the day, um, when you look at the situation that we're in, um, I think a lot of changes will come up from it. The po what I see it in the future, it's what a lot of people are seeing nowadays, what they call the post-coronavirus world. So the post-coronavirus world will be a different world altogether, whether this thing stays till, till the summer or, or, or the fall or winter. But anyways, when, when this whole thing's done, we will be in the post-coronavirus world. And I think that world will be totally a different world than the world than than the world of uh, February 2020, right? Yeah. So let's move yeah. on. Let's move on from this um, from this thing. So, in terms of spirituality, what do you think is going on in the world currently? Spirituality or metaphysics or or even religion, really. Yeah, I think um, it's just similar to the same thing that happened 20 years ago in 9-11, where a lot of people were just, you know, at that time they were awakening from from their own religious point of view and the way they were seeing the world. And if you remember, there's two things that was happening in the world prior to 9-11. Uh, 
um, and there were globalization and global warming, right? And um, the other thing that was all over the headlines was how did uh, I, the, uh, George Bush actually won that election? So those were the three things that were there prior to 9/11. But when 9/11 actually came in, then you know, and also the you know the crash of the dot coms and you know, Qualcomm and Enron and all that, right? If you remember, right? Mm -hmm. So then after that day, then we went into what we call the story, and it's called the post-9-11 world, right? So the post-9-11 world was a world that people were actually rethinking about everything in life, about their safety, their security, their lives, their, um, their religi religious beliefs, um, everything. So, so what I say that right now, we're we're actually dealing with the same situation, similar but but different, right? So, when you look into spirituality in, in general, um, the rate that a lot of people are just reawakening because you have to understand. Is spirituality does not have any set of rules. There's no rules that you need to follow. Where religious or religion, religious beliefs, they have their own rules and commandments and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. And uh, there's certain things that you have to follow. The spirituality is just you being free, right? Because if you look at the name itself, um, it's um, it's originated from the Greeks, right? And basically means you know, this practice, and then it became well, it, it 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 became a, a Latin, right? So, so it it gives you the notion that you're feeling free, like the breath of air itself. So that means you you're there to experience life itself. Um, and the and the funny thing is that a lot of a lot of new agers nowadays they don't explain to the newcomers to spirituality in that sense. Um, they, they, even though they just want to create rules and regulations, they just want to create an organized spirituality system, right? Mm -hmm. But spirituality in general, when you look back in history, in the ancient times or um, the medieval times or um, the industrial revolution or, or all through time, um, it has no rules. It has no... Um, you know, uh, a system, set of system that you need to follow. You just have to experience life in general. And then you have to develop your own ways to experience nature itself, right? And then later on, you have to switch it into another level or another mode of consciousness. So each individual back in the days were experiencing and their own nature right and when you look at a lot of spiritual writings and back then um each person was just recording especially those who were have the ability to write or record their experiences when you read their experiences each one of them had their own way of experiencing the divine you know even though i, I don't want to like to use that word the word divine but nature mm -hmm. or life in 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 general right yeah so 
So that's what I'm saying. That's what the spirituality, it's basically, it's all about. It's for you experiencing life itself, right? Whether you believe um, you, you, you have a higher um, understanding of other realms or other dimensions or other, uh, other senses of, of the word, but for me, a spirituality is very simple. Go out there, experience life, nature, whatever you call nature, the universe, God, the divine, whatever. You just, all you need to do, you just have to feel free. That's all, you know? But you have to feel free in the sense that you're trying to understand what your purpose is in this whole life. That is the spirituality I know. Um, yeah. Do you feel that religions at a certain point have diverged more to this ritualistic, not necessarily ritualistic, what would I say? I would say religions nowadays seem to be focused on more the physical realm than the balance between the physical and the metaphysic, you know, in terms of like the, 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 yeah. it seems like they're disconnected nowadays, even though there's remnants of what we, what is like traditional spirituality in these modern religions. I wouldn't call them modern really. It's just more of they're in contemporary times. It's just an old, old system in a contemporary time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do you feel that? Yeah. Yes. Do you feel that they have lost that aspect of spirituality, meaning the meaning the base, the freedom? Because it seems like a lot of people, from at least from my perspective, it seems like people are more focused on the physical and this world only. And when they only talk about the afterlife or the other world, they're only talking about, oh, I'm here to do this, so then when I die, that's it. I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? They're they're not working on both levels. They seem to be yeah. working on only one level. So what do you think on that? What do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, that yeah, well actually that's yeah, that's a good question because um when you look at a spirituality in my own experience, religion itself I'll say um same thing that time it's the essence of everything in our world, right? So when you look at time in a linear fashion, you know, uh, compared to time being cyclical, you know, mm -hmm. and has no, you know, one way in, one way out kind of thing, right? It's not like a freeway that you're just riding from one, one you know, one destination to the next. Um, then your life actually changes, right? So mm -hmm. the way that religious people see the world doesn't matter whether their their religion is based on the Abrahamic tenets of belief system, whether it's like Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, whether you're talking about the Eastern philosophies such as Hinduism, Jainism, Shintoism, Buddhism, so on and so forth. Um, most of these world religions, according to the um, the United Nations, uh, um, there, there's, they have an office called the Office of Religious Beliefs, and 
I think I looked at a couple of years ago and it says there's over 25 different belief systems, AKA considered religions on this planet. And, and the rest are called non-religious, right? Or atheism and so on and so forth. All right. So spirituality got nothing to do with all of it. Um, I'm talking about the original spirituality. I'm talking about the origin of man is thinking outside, outside of himself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not actually into um, spiritual philosophies. Of course, I've, I've been through a lot of different experiences in, in, in those years. I read so many different documents, books, and so forth and so on, but I developed my own way of thinking. Right. That's why I was just telling you earlier, I do not see spirituality as a linear, similar to religious, because religion will tell you a linear. Everything starts from point A and goes to point B and C till point Z, right, at the end. Um, and that's where a lot of people nowadays are understanding in spirituality itself, because spirituality has to be different in religion yes the spirituality was the mother or the father or the creator of religion because you have to remember the mystics those um hermits or wonders who will go out from their village right in the olden days mm -hmm. who were experiencing about so many things about life in general and it takes them years and years to develop a different mode of thinking and by the time they come back to their villages or their towns or whatever, they will bring something new to their people, right? So what they were bringing back to their people was their self-experiencing because their self was experiencing itself. That's what the nature of a spirituality is all about. It's not something that you can define or explain in a normal human terms, right? So it's similar to when somebody dreams in, in in certain situations and they cannot describe in your normal language or daily language or everyday saying in a, and to have any any you know uh, language to explain that so that is what the spirituality started from right mm -hmm. religion on the other hand was how the other people understood about the experience of this individual. Like, I'll give you a simple example. Uh, like Jesus or Muhammad or, Mo or Moses, right? When each one of them was going on their own spiritual journey, um, by the time they came back to their villages or their uh, to their people, what they were describing was an experience that they had of their own. But the way that people take it was totally different, right? It's like, for example, somebody come to you, come up to you today, and they will tell you how they experience about their illness. Like, let's say they had a cancer or, or heart attack or whatever. There is no way you will have the same experience with that person. That is an individual level, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? I, I... No, it does. Because spirituality is more spirituality seems actually, to be more yeah. Because yeah. I just want to yeah. No, I was saying spirituality seems to be personal, more personal. Yes. Your personal connection to whatever you want to call it, 
God or the oneness or whatever it might be. Whereas religion mm-hmm. is is conforming to yes. a set of agreed upon beliefs or rituals in a sense. Rules. It's organized in rules. Yes. In the in mostly yes. with other people. Whereas it's this is at least my perspective. It's where spirituality is this individual connection to the divine in, in a sense. And that individual connection and, and self-exploration allows you to then connect with other people because once you know yourself then you and then you can know others and connect with others oh yeah absolutely because first of all you have to there was a saying that they said um there used to be a temple in the island of crete i think back in the days of the greeks right and um they called the temple of delphi right and they said on top of it, there used to be a engraved saying that says know by self and know by God or not know by higher being or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So basically it's the same thing that the ancient Egyptians used to say into their own um, spiritual belief systems. Every culture, every, every religion in the past, um, each individual had to go out there and experience the divine, right? or nature or, 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 or life itself, right? Uh, because that's why I, I do not differentiate between the word divine and spirituality, um, nature, world, the universe. It's just the other names. Uh, there's over 5,000 different languages on this planet, and English being only one of them, one of those 5,000 languages. So that does not mean that everybody on this planet speaks English. <laughs> it's not. It's just me and you. And few other millions of people speak English daily, right? Even though I don't speak the English daily every day, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that even your listeners are English speakers, but I'm just gonna go to their mind and 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 show them that everybody does not speak the same language every day. Um, some languages are rich when it comes to spirituality, how to explain certain words. Some are rich when it comes to technical words. Some are good at when it comes to literature, so on and so forth. So, so but since we're speaking this language called English, then the only way we can describe to your listeners is that it's spirituality. It's not the way that people in the Western countries been thought by the last thirty years, um, and that's why a business. One of the reasons that I left out so-called the uh, the new age ideology on, on spirituality or any other group is that you do not experience the divine or or nature or the universe itself on your own. You have to go out there. You have to create your own sort of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I did when I came to this country, when I came to Africa or Somalia, one of the things I did, man, I travel around the country, the whole country. And Somalia being one of the so-called, quote-unquote, the most dangerous place in this planet, which is nonsense. It's not one of the dangerous places in this planet. Uh, to me, it's one of the safest places in, in, in this planet because you can experience nature itself every day, day in, day out. How? Because I grew up in a larger city, city like Toronto which is what, a city of seven or eight million people today? 
No, it's, what, it's less than that. It's less than that. I yeah. lived. It's less than that, right? Yeah. yeah. So when I used to live there, it was uh, back in the days called the GTA, right? So, and I lived other cities in North America, right? Uh, and I travel around. So you do not experience that. You don't get that feeling that you're out there to feel nature itself. So, but when I got here, um, that's how I felt it. I felt that, you know, during the day or during the night, I can travel outside the country and, you know, feel nature itself, you know, everything. And you feel the oneness that, you know, that you're actually, you belong to this planet, you belong to this um, whole system. So that actually gives you a sense of basically who you are, right? But do you and feel that's when I developed my own idea. But do you yeah, feel that? Right. But do you feel the difference between because there is nature out here? You know what I'm trying to say. There is because I'm based in mm -hmm. Toronto, and, and there's, for example, when I was living in Alberta, you yeah. would just have to drive out to the wilderness. But I totally agree. There is a a slightly different sense of being in a more colder northern climate wilderness compared to closer to the equator type of wilderness it's it's a different feeling altogether it's it's a different sense mm. and That's being true. there in the early uh, me going back there in the early 2000s it was yeah it's a different totally different mm. feeling that you're in the middle of a place that sometimes has never been touched in a sense even though some parts of Canada are Absolutely. like that, it's just, it's just, it's, it has a slightly different feel. I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards going to Africa for tourism and things like that, just to see the nature, you know? Or the tropical very countries, yeah, in, it seems, by and large, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's all ancient and you feel, whether that has to do with the sun and the, and the climate, I think more so, because mm. the closer to the sun, you feel a lot Absolutely. more better and more alive. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, because the sun, it's the actual human generator that gives us life itself on this planet. doesn't matter whether you're in the northern hemisphere, the southern hemisphere, or on the eastern side of the world, or western side. doesn't matter. As long as you, as long as you live in this plane, um, yes, you go, you're going to need the sun. Every species, would, it's a, uh, you know, an animal species or, 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 or a, or plant or anything else, even minerals, everything in this planet or plane that we're living right now, as we speak, needs the sun. You definitely gonna need the energy, that actual energy of the sun. So yes, there's certain parts of this in, in, in this planet that you will feel the effect of the sun itself, you know, right? Yeah. Um, and there's some other parts in the world that you don't see the sun, like let's say five or six months for the whole year, right? So yeah, so sun being the first thing that they, that will actually change your 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 entire you know spirituality or your experience. Yes, it, that's true. Um, but at the same time, you can yeah, Canada it's a very large country. You can go out in the wilderness and you know you know you can um, can especially in the summertime you can go out there and see and experience. But what I was saying was that for me, it was a little bit different than that, you know? Um, I used to do the same thing in what, when I lived in Canada, especially in, in Alberta and BC. But when I got here, it was totally different because here you will feel the sun 
the whole year, all through the year from, from January to December, right? And some days you will feel like you will feel the hotness or the humidity of uh, that coming out from, from the earth because remember, the sun is just the light. It doesn't burn anything. I mean, that, that is the reality, the nature of the sun. Um, uh, but the whole system, they work together in a unison, right? So that's why you feel that the natural. And you're right, everything feels here more natural and more ancient at the same time. Um, not that I'm saying uh, Canada, it's different. In a sense, it's a little bit different, but at the same time, if a person cannot have that experience here, yeah, they can go out in their backyard and they can have the same experience. It's all about perception, right? That's that's something I will say at the end of of, the, uh, of, of this. But end of the day, everything comes back into perceptions, the way you perceive your outside world. So yeah. do you, in going to another topic, in terms of um, right now, mm -hmm. I've been w looking at people talking about consciousness being non-local you know what i mean and talking about your point right now where you talk about you just go in your backyard and it's all perspective which means all these points are all connected no matter where you yeah. are your consciousness is connected to all points mm -hmm. whether it's in africa or whatever and yeah. what do you think of spirituality and consciousness the connection between the two Well, when you look into consciousness, because what I'm telling you is it's my personal experience and my personal beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, okay. So, so I'm not giving you anybody else's experience and how they experience life or the divine or the universe or anything else. All I'm giving you, it's my own personal experiences. Um, so to me, the way I explain, the way I actually see what consciousness is to start with consciousness itself, consciousness is basically being connected to everything else because spirituality for me and the way I actually experience spirituality, it was more kind of a personal level, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of your listeners will say, is this guy kind of confused about person, uh, sorry, uh, about consciousness and spirituality and this and that? Yes, some people will say that. But to those individuals, I will tell them, you have to experience things on your own rather than reading a book or listening to um, an audio book or asking somebody else another question about something that you should have done a long time ago, which is your personal experience about life in general, right? So spirituality, to me, it's where you start everything. It's where you, you know, look around in nature, um, yourself, what's outside of you, what's inside of you. And then you will develop the sense of you being connected to everything else, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, consciousness, it basically means to me, 
being connected. It's like you being connected to the Wi-Fi system. If we just use a simple layman's term, like remember back in the days when, when there was no internet, the only system that you were connected was the, you know, the phone balls, you know, uh, that uh, there's a huge um, 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 a relay sitting uh, at your neighbor's uh, in, you know, at, at, at your day, at your neighbor's, right? And whenever you try to make a call, you have to dial a certain number and that number, boom, goes to that other number, right? So, but when the internet came in, we understood what being connected is, especially uh, nowadays, the type of system that we're using, right? Whether you call 4G plus plus or 4G LTE, and now we're gonna be dealing with the 5G and, and all those new systems of uh, telecommunication systems, right? So now if we use that same analogy, consciousness, it's you, you as the individual self connected to everything else outside of you. So once you connect it to everything else, then you're aware about what these things are. Even though you cannot have the total awareness of everything outside of you, but, it, but you will understand that you're connected in a certain level to everything else around you. So that's what um, consciousness it's all about to me. Um, the question you were asking was, how can you experience consciousness? I think it's something that we experience every day because um, as you remember, uh, consciousness has levels, right? There's a level that you're not aware of your body. You're not self-aware of yourself. There's a part that uh, you're unconscious about certain aspects of your personality and so on and so forth. Um, so I don't think we have reached the level that we can say we're fully conscious about who we are. Um, I don't think we have reached that level because for that, for that a person to say that they're fully conscious, I think they're self-deceiving themselves because we're not, right? Mm -hmm. The moment you can say that you're fully conscious, it's the moment that you're fully conscious about your behavior, your personalities, your memory, everything at the same time at that moment. Right? Yeah. Uh, you're living in a world that everything governed by what we call the laws of physics, right? And you live in that world of three dimensional world and time. So time does not give you that doesn't give you that chance for you to know everything, right? But um, well, at least in, in the, the physical, in the physical, at least in the physical sense. Yeah, in the physical sense, you can experience physical experiences with your senses, right? But you're but you're limited um, with the five time, senses. But time is limiting you on the physical realm, at least. Absolutely. Even though time, it's another form of, it's another part of this whole system because we're using uh, what we call the the, the human fecal, uh, which is the, the actual body. And yes, the body has time where consciousness has no timing, right? So, yeah, that's what actually is giving us um, another problem because we, we're living, our being, is, it's, been, uh, it's been operated under what we call a physical body. And the physical body has its own limitations 
And what's giving a, a limitation to that body is the three-dimensional. Your body, it's been located lost the time that it needs to grow and reach certain level or will face certain evolution in the human body. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Consciousness being local. Um, I think I used to believe that back in the days that consciousness, it's not a local. And it's like somebody actually sending you that signal from somewhere, <laughs> like somebody's sitting somewhere and they's being that signal at you kind of thing. Um, I don't, I don't think I really believe that. It, I don't, I don't see that, uh, you know, conscious being a, a non-local. I see consciousness. It's everything else that you're in. Um, everything is connected to you in every moment in time. So. Um, nobody's actually sending signals uh, to, uh, to you or, you know, sending information from outside. It's just you're experiencing each moment uh, that comes with uh, actual system that's governed your entire experience in this planet, right? Um, so time and consciousness, sometimes they can go hand in hand. Because each moment you will learn something new, you will go through something new. So, so in that sense, I don't see or I, I don't think um, consciousness it's local. Oh, sorry, non-local. So I don't know if that makes when, sense uh, to you. Yeah. No, it, it it does. It's 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 a uh, it's hard to answer really that. I guess it's perception-wise, but um, <clears throat> that's true. When you're looking at how your personal beliefs or views have changed. Most people, when they get into spirituality, it seems like they go to Eastern practices and like the, the either Buddhist or Hindu or relatively mostly those two yeah. are mostly Buddhist. People go to those practices the moment they think of spirituality or leaving the Abrahamic religions in a sense or the three, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, that, that's so true. See, that's one thing that a lot of people in the Western countries that I grew up uh, have seen the last 25 to 30 years that a lot of people were leaving from these countries and they were going to the eastern side of the world, especially, especially places like India, Tibet, Nepal, um, uh, and, and the Himalayan mountains, right, to experience um, consciousness and spirituality, right? And at the end, they chose to be uh, Buddhist or or certain sect of, of Hinduism. Um, and at the same time, they tend to argue about that they do not confirm or they do not actually follow any religious guidelines. When we already know that uh, these systems, whether it's Buddhism or Christianity, sorry, Buddhism or Hinduism or Jainism, where the way they actually started thousands of years ago, according to their stories or history, um, these men or women that actually started those type of revolutions, they, they, they were just giving people their own experiences. They never gave any set of rules, right? Because when you look at, when you read all their manuscripts or scriptures or whatever writings that they left behind or whatever sayings that they recorded, 
even though none of these guys or, or, or gals ever recorded anything. It was just their followers who were recording things and saying things the way they thought their teachers or masters were saying, right? So we don't have no proof in history historically that Buddha wrote a book or Krishna wrote a book or any other Eastern uh, deity that people, you know, put that level of, 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 of godhood had written. There's none. Even if you come to the Western side of the story uh, or the Western religions, it's Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, we don't have any proof that Jesus himself wrote the Bible uh, in his own hand, nor Moses, nor, nor Muhammad, or anybody else. It's just people, the way they understand or understood what these individuals saying about their experiences, um, that's what was being recorded according to the way that these authors, these people that came after these guys wrote it, right? So going back to the same question, um, why do a lot of people nowadays choose these two forms of spirituality? Um, it's, it's very simple because um, most of these people that are actually choosing these are people who are coming out from the Christian faith Judaism faith and, and, and Islamic faith. And if you look in history, the same thing was happening from Easterners going to the Western belief systems, right? And and of course, right in Africa, there are so-called African, ancient African religions. In North America, they have their um, ancient Native uh, American religions. In South America, the same thing. In in Australia and all of the world, people had their own belief systems. But nowadays we're dealing four major organized systems, which we call religions. So, so for me, um, the way I see that, as whenever you're dealing with spirituality, whichever path you choose, it's your it's your path, right? But you cannot argue at the same time and say. I'm following a certain rules and I'm also being spiritual, right? Because that's the way I see it because um, spirituality has no rules. It has no fellowship. It has no uh, um, uh, congregational system. It's, you create the things on your own. You create your own ways to experience about the divine. It's something that you've been doing from the day that you were born. You've been experiencing life from the day you came out from your mother's womb, you were trying to experience about life. So spirituality and, and, and being connected to the entire system, which we call consciousness, it's something that you do every day. It's not, it's not something that you need to create a set of rules. Yes, in, 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 in other specs, in other things in life, you have to. For example, if you want to get married, yeah, you have to. If you want to follow certain rules, up to you. If you if you try to drive a car, if you take a, 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 a gun lessons and so on and so forth, yes. But when you try to experience life itself, you don't need to follow anybody's guideline. That's the way I see it, right? So, so people are choosing these religions because they thought, or some of them they think, that there's a huge and reservoir of information, while these individual guys, whether it was Buddha or Krishna, 
when you read what they were saying was just basically, hey, you just go out there and experience the way I experienced it. You see? Yeah, but at the end of the day, um, it's up to the in individual. Do you, yep. the way the way I look at it, at least, do you think there's a lot of there's a lot of people that don't know that Africa itself, because uh, coming from your perspective, because from obviously I grew up with you, and um, knowing, learning a lot of things that you've experienced and in, in passed to me and other people. And granted, we have our own ways of perceiving that, but I want you to explain to people, at least talk more about African mysticism or African spirituality, in a sense, because a lot of Western belief systems or, or let's just say Western occult beliefs are based on Egyptian or African mysticism or, or uh, religions or for example the story of jesus is i believe the story of um uh what is it horus and sorry you you, you in that in that realm i think you're more knowledgeable on that can you go uh can you go more into depth on that oh yeah i mean that's one that that's actually a good question of yours um yeah, basically, what we know, according to a lot of historians, um, um, if we go back in history, the funny thing is that I'm trying to tell your listeners that, um, because remember, me and you and anybody else who are living at this moment in time, who are flesh and blood right now, um, whether they're, let's say, 10 years old to 95 or 100 years old, uh, this that means that they went through a, some form of religious or educational indoctrination for the last couple of decades, right? So the way our mind was shaped at the last couple of decades including me and you and anyone else in that, you know, in that category from the age of 10 till yeah, 90 years old, um, because you already know um, the oldest living individual on this planet so far was uh, a couple of people that hit the 125, 130, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, but all of us, we went through certain kind of indoctrination, but just imagine if you and I or your listeners were living 4,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or 30,000 years ago, were we able to speak or say the things that we're saying today in, in so-called 2020? I don't think so. so. So our brains were shaped in the culture um, that we all grew up right and right after world war ii that's when a lot of things in this world became a little bit similar nations were starting to build um and and from that day on till today the humanity are more connected than ever right 
So the reason I'm actually giving you this is that so that anybody else who's listening to this can can understand what I'm talking about. Um, so we've been indoctrinated, we've been programmed in a certain way to think. And we see everything in history, as I was saying earlier, like the time was linear, right? So if you look at, at the opposite, that time was cyclical, that time everything is happening right now as we speak, then I think all of us will have a different perception about life itself, right? So we'll go back to our... Yes, a lot of these historians, what they were talking about the last couple of decades, that all form of religion started from Africa. And the funny thing is this, they will never tell you how it started, who started it, and why it was started, right? If you're Afrocentric, if you have the idea that came out in the late 60s, which was in Afrocentrism, that says that everything originated from Africa, religion, people, so on and so forth. From Africa. But if you try to actually open up your mind and you look beyond uh, time and space, we do not know how things just started. It's one of the issues that we're having as human beings. We're, we consider ourselves as a multi-level or multi-dimensional beings. Um, we also don't understand how things came to being, right? So the only way you can understand so many things in life is when you experience things on your own. Don't actually go overboard. Just stay whatever experience you had at that time, right? So talking about religion and religious philosophies that started in Africa, when you look at in certain history, especially like Christianity, um, a lot of authors, a lot of historians, a lot of ancient historians are saying Christianity is similar to what the ancient Egyptian uh, spirituality system that was considered as a Heru, H-U-R-E, or Huru, um, was similar to Jesus when they look at the history. And they also says it's similar to Mithras, who was the ancient Persian god also. But the question is, what was the nature of the of men that lived 10,000 or 20,000 years ago? How did they see the divine? How did they experience life? And a lot of historians, they try to dumb down humanity to say that we were all living in caves, some of us, or we were all living in the African savanna and we were naked and running around like, you know, like animals. It seems like the human being uh, and the history of humanity is much older and is much wiser than what we've been taught in the school systems, right? That's why I was just, just give you that time frame that I said earlier, a person who's 10 years old or to a person who's 100 years old, we have the same set of minds. doesn't matter whether you live in the Philippines or you live in South Africa or you live in, in Alaska. We've been reprogrammed and reshaped the last 50 years in our education system, in our belief systems also. So 
whatever somebody else who are coming outside the box is saying right now, a lot of people, it doesn't make no sense to them because you have to give them a proof. You have to give them so-called academic proofs, right? But you don't need to look any proof anywhere. All you need to do is just look at yourself, right? Um, because yes, right now I can tell you so many things that I experienced and seen in Africa. So many things that I will say myself that religion and humanity ha has started here, especially this city that I'm sitting, city that I'm living right now. But the question is, can you prove it academically? Can you actually put that on the map, right? So some of the research, the research things uh, that we read all the time, the way I see it, um, you can call me a confused soul. I don't really care. But the fact is that there's so many biasness that's going on around the world, especially in the higher learning or education system. That's why we are all becoming sheep, sheeps or sheeples after coronavirus. I mean, can you imagine, according to the so-called UN, there's over 7.3 billion individuals on this planet. And almost 95% of these people today believe that they have to be in lockdown or they have to be in, 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 in they have to stay in their houses or if, if they leave at their houses, they will have some sort of illness or some sort of, uh, you, know, um, 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 you know, sickness and they will die for it. And who propagate that? Simply the media. So that tells you the human beings who are living on this planet today are not free on their destiny. They're not free for their mind. Their mind is not free yet to understand so many stuff that had happened in this planet. Right. So well, I think that I hope that makes sense to a lot of people. Um, other, I think your listeners will say that this individual did not actually delve into the actual question, you know. But the reason I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this is that, yes, if I tell you today that religion started in Africa, you will find out another dude coming out and saying religion started in, in Australia. Or another and lady telling everybody that, uh, you know, humanity has started start from China. So we're still, we have not reached the level of, of consciousness that we're all looking for. You see what I mean? We're still dealing with that simple human egoistic that everybody wants to claim everything on their own. So are you saying that, yeah. are you saying that we're too focused because as we see at the end, we're too focused on yeah. ownership or being a part of the first. Everybody wants to be first. So rather than focusing on oh, who did this no first, about that. Who, who did it first, focus on what you can do yeah. to improve rather than saying, okay, it came from this place first. I'm a part of that place because I'm from that. You know what I mean? So rather than that, yeah, rather than focusing yeah, on that... the, the ego egotistical thing, focus on how to improve. No matter where the information is coming from, use whatever you get to Absolutely. Absolutely. I can give you the simplest analogy on that. Imagine if you were, let's say, a one-year-old child, an infant, 
and you're still, you know, at the stage of crawling. You have not got your feet yet. You're just crawling around the house. Your mom actually went to the kitchen and she made something. She actually made something. You don't even know what that thing is. And then she offers you. Do you have the ability to think what that thing is? The question is, the answer is no. The only thing you're thinking at that moment, being at that infant, it's what to put inside of your mouth. You don't really care anything else. Isn't that true? Mm -hmm. Because at that moment, have the perception of what things are. But you have a feeling that it's coming from somewhere on your mouth and all you care is, is, is just try to put something in your mouth. So that's why a child at that stage or that age grabs everything in their hands and the first thing they will do after they grab it, they, they shove that in, into their mouths. Why? It's a very simple way to look at it in life. As human beings from the get-go, the only thing we know is to claim ownership. How? Same as that child, whether you're 100 years old today or 50 years old or 40 or 30 or 20, you still try to create ownership of everything around you. The same way that child feels that it needs something to put its mouth. And let's say if that child grabs a, a roach or let's say a piece of wood or a nail, what they will do. But who will stop that child to do that? It will be the parent or the person who's there to guide that person, right? So, so that is where, that's the level that we're still at in any time in our lives. And then comes to the ego, which is the separation from the, from the rest. So we still believe that we have to call ourselves the first of everything. That's why you have uh, systems in every culture, in every religion, in every uh, way in this planet, all history. Man will also always claim something of its own, right? The same issue that we're dealing today. People who create this mass, so-called mass epidemic, they try to create ownership. They try to control the destiny of man. They try to create something new. They try to create something that not even from them. They don't even know what they try to do, right? So, so yes, the main issue that um, the mind of man will always have it's, you know, creating ownership. And what's ownership? It's control, nothing else. When you own something, you own it. You can do which, whichever way you want it. So a lot of philosophers, a lot of spiritual people all through history talk about that type of behavior. And some of them actually t took the realm uh, of saying that you have to kill your ego. And some of them said, no. You can't kill the ego. You have to just live with it. And some of them, they said, oh, well, the ego is the only thing that gives us life, right? So many different explanations. But end of the day, this is who we are as a human being. So the question is, how can we transcend this? It's very simple. And me and you, we talked about so many times about the other form of consciousness. And because nowadays, 
you will see at the post-coronavirus uh, world. We'll be heading to the world of the AIs, artificial intelligence, that certain individuals believe that the only way we can enhance the human consciousness is through machines. We also have, you know, people that believe, you know, plants, you know, can actually enhance our, our capability of being human. Or the psychedelic groups. And you're also going to have, of course, um, the religious groups that believe that man can only transcend this through religion, through believing something that's higher than itself. And also we have the spiritualists and, uh, that believe. So, so we have so many different ideas in this planet today that each person thinks this will save humanity. But the main thing that I am keep asking people till today is this. Can you save yourself as an individual? Forget about others. Can you save yours first? So whatever that makes sense to you, can you actually follow it? And can you show others if what you see fit for you can be fit for the rest? And I don't think that will ever work. Because remember, we're living in a different realm. And this realm, you're not connected physically. So, so the only thing you can experience right now is your physicality. So whoever designed this whole system, this whole matrix, designed it in a way that we cannot connect it to ourselves physically. So that's why we have to look for other ways to, to reconnect ourselves, and that's what we call consciousness. So it's all about you understanding how the other person or the other thing feels. Yes, you can see when somebody is going through a lot of pain situations, you can you can have that empathy. When you see an animal, or when you see a tree or, or, or a plant, or so on and so forth. But how can you find out if a rock has empathy? A lot of people will tell you, no, a rock doesn't have no uh, empathy because that's, a, that's an inorganic material. But when you look at into science itself, rocks have certain energy that they release, right? So that's what I'm telling you. We have not reached the level of understanding everything. So that's why this whole notion of consciousness and spirituality um, needs to be redefined by each individual's experience in life. That's the way I see it. So coming to the end of this uh, episode is there anything you want to part to people in this current situation um well i hope that one day it could be today or tomorrow right because um you know, I'm just trying to understand even myself. I'm still, I'm still that child. Remember that child who just want to, you know, play around in the backyard or at the house that just wanna, wants to grab everything that they see, you know, with their, with their bare hands and stuff. Yeah, I'm still that child, right? And I think a lot of us are still like that. We're still curious about life. We're still trying to understand what life's all about. And I think we'll reach a point that what we call technology will just cease to exist. And then man will realize they, that they have to restart from, from, from zero. 
And uh, before that happens, I think most of us who think that we're spiritualists or, or you know, people who have a free thinking mode should always look for life on the eyes of their own rather than, and, and you know, a, a lot of people said that to me, oh, well, that sounds more prejudice. You know, you try to be more selfish. No, it can have to do with being selfish. People nowadays, they just throw words that they, they don't even understand what that means. Uh, we're not talking about being selfish. We're not talking about being personal. We're just saying that um, you came to this world, you yourself, even if you're, if you have another twin, if you have other identical twin, end of the day, you will experience things on your own. So you rather focus things on your own than focus. not beneficial for you so i think once we reach that level that each individual experience things on their own and we can collectively come together and say to our each other hey this is how we experience one thing the same thing like if you travel the same road and i travel the same road together if we're in the same bus or the same plane there's no way that me and you will have the same experience the same traveling mode because your experience will be different than mine right and you remember that me and you, we did that so many times and you have your own experiences, I have my own experience. But is that a good way or is that a negative way? I don't know because it is, it's something I just felt it. So, so the idea that we all have to act in a unison, it's not something that was being built in man. The other day I was just looking for a colonies of ant here, right? In, in Africa, you will see so many other bizarre stuff. Uh, they called the fortune ants, and they were, you know, they were lining up, and I mean, uh, I, I actually admired the way everything was organized by these tiny species of ants, and I wondered that, oh wow, if if humanity will be like this, we could have reached the greatest heights in life. Yeah, of course, a lot of us thinking like that, but us human beings and ants are totally two different species. And each one of them is here in this realm to do what they're supposed to do. They have to experience. When you're an ant, you have to experience being an ant. When you're an, a, a dog, you have to experience being a dog. When you're human, you have to experience being a dog. I mean, sorry, being a human. Right? So a human being is not here to experience in a collectively. We're here to experience things individually. That's why you have the physical body to roam around the physical realm. But you, the only thing that you can transcend or go beyond, it's your consciousness. That's something I can tell, that I can say to everybody else, uh, especially your listeners. Do not waste your time to transcend your body, your physical body. It's here. And that's what happened to me when I was, you know, experiencing what they call the ancient art of Kundalini. A lot of people think the moment they reach Kundalini, their entire body will change. They will become this and that. They will just become pure plasma. It doesn't work like that. You're right. Mm -hmm. you, uh, so your physical body will never change till you die, till you leave. And you actually change that form 
of your physicality. A lot of people nowadays think that man, it's all man. It's 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 at the peak of its evolutionary process. You can say that. I don't know. Uh, the day all I can say to everybody else is to experience nature, or divine, or universe, and experience sin and have the the higher understanding of what life's all about. End of the day, if we reach the level of um, coming all together and having a different same experience, then okay, yeah. But I I don't think that's uh, that was the that was the program. Okay, that was Mo, the spiritualist. You can find him on Spotify as the Aquarian Soul, and Soul is spelt with S double O L. I'm Mai the Cosmic Nomad. Till next time, peace. For more episodes, you can find us on Spotify and Google Play. For the visual recording of this episode, you can go to YouTube at AcidXTone channel. Follow us on Instagram at AcidXTone at Cosmic underscore Nomads. 